This episode is brought to you in part by Blue Chew. Let's talk about sex, baby. Dudes, remember the days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up, bluechew.com. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online. So no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. BlueChew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet package. With BlueChew, men everywhere are excited to see the postman because when your package has arrived, your package has arrived. Get it? Blue Chew wants to help you have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our Douglas Movies listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code DLM at checkout. Just pay five bucks for shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code DLM to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Back to the show. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one-size-fits-all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. Grab your copy of the Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. Doug hates candy wrappers, screaming baby sticky seeds with 50 as in popcorn kernels in his teeth. There's still not one that he won't see, cause Doug loves movies. Hey everybody, my name is Doug and I love movies. This is Doug Loves Movies, coming to you from an office upstairs above the Draft House Cinemas in Austin, Texas the South Lamar location uh, during the appropriately named Fantastic Fest on Monday, September 24, Two Oceans 12. Since last I spoke and you listened, I did a movie interruption at CineFamily in Los Angeles. Zach Alfinakis, Matt Besser, Ben Schwartz, and Hot Saucerman helped me to interrupt the amazing Spider-Man, <laughs> the story of a 28-year-old boy who... <laughs> 
does pretty much all the same things that Tobey Maguire did 10 years ago, minus most of the fun. But my guests here today, let's, let's not dwell on the past. My guests here today are members of a group in Austin called Master Pancake, who regular, regularly mock movies uh, themselves. Please welcome, I don't know why I wrote please welcome, there's no audience <laughs> to welcome you guys. You can welcome each other. Uh, Owen Edgerton, Joe Parsons, and Scott Chester. Yay, everybody. Welcome. Welcome. You, guys, guys. welcome. you guys are all here. Yeah. And we got one other creep sitting in the corner <laughs> for extra the audience. audience laughs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, so tell the listeners about uh, Owen. We've done Master Pancake is essentially. Is similar to the movie interruption thing I do, yeah. but you guys work harder at it. <laughs> you, you basically, when you generally when you pick a movie yeah. to mock, uh, you all sit down and watch the movie and prepare jokes to say. We do, and then you most movies you like run them a few times since you have all the jokes. We, and yeah, the, we'll, we'll a run big a movie. following. Yeah, we we uh, end up doing it um, like a. Uh, three weeks or four weeks run, and we'll do uh, four shows a weekend. And uh, so, yeah, we, we take some time, watch the movie a few times, write a skit, usually. Yeah, and then when you're doing it four times over a weekend with the same movie, you can huddle after each showing and say, here's where we need a better joke. And Right. Yeah. And you, sometimes you don't even have to huddle. Sometimes it's really clear, like, oh, I'm never, ever going to say that again. No, they, yeah, that's what it's like when we just riff and the movie interruptions is that, uh, you know, you just... You say something and nobody laughs, and it's just either they didn't hear it right, or you didn't say it right, or you know, the, you know, the timing was off. That's always my excuse. I'm like, I don't yeah. think they heard it because yeah. I know it's funny. Well, because sometimes some, there's an explosion on screen or something. It's kind of hard to compete with action yeah, yeah. sometimes. Uh, yeah. Sure, yeah. Yeah, or like you know, if you're trying to make a, any kind of long-winded joke, uh, sometimes the movie itself steps on your your attempt to make a joke. Joe knows all about or they cut Or they cut away from the thing you're making fun of. Because you guys do improvised ones, and yes. we're going to do one tomorrow night. That's at right. The, it's already sold out. Yeah. Sorry sorry if you're in the area. You can't get in. But uh, it's uh, tomorrow night we're doing uh, Fantastic Four, Rise of the Silver Surfer, over at the what's called The Village. Yes. Not to be confused with the M. Night Shyamalan. Classic. Classic. Village. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and, and those, when I participate, but sometimes even when I'm not there as well, you guys will improvise. You do, yeah, we yeah. do like what, what we've been doing. Once a month. Once roughly. a month or so. And what we let the audience just brings in movies. It's called Choose Your Own Pancake. Your own pancake. Yeah, right. yeah. Everybody brings in DVDs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then. The process will whittle it down. Yeah, you guys narrow it down. I guess I should be more clear about whose voice is who. Owen, say that's Owen. Um, this is Owen. <laughs> and Joe. Uh, yeah, this is Joe. Hey, Joe. This and is Scott. Scott. And you guys, uh, you you whittle down the list of people. You don't let everybody get up and speak. But then, like the top ten, top ten, top right, fifteen, have 15. to get up and defend their movie. And yeah. that's right. The audience should watch it, and then the audience gets to vote. Right. That's right. The one that won last time was a little piece of magic called uh, Bulletproof, starring <laughs> Gary Busey. Wow. Where Have you seen he? This movie? There's also a Bulletproof with Damon Wayans and Adam Sandler, right? It's true. Yeah, but this is not this that was one. funnier. <laughs> This is way funnier. But for all the wrong reasons. At one point... This Busey, one's a lot more bulletproof. Busey, uh... That's my attempted at Busey. <laughs> that was like Busey sober. That's pretty good. 
Yeah. I'm a hard, I drew Busey if he was had his shit together. Oh my god, Gary Busey is that hard? Uh, Busey jumps out of the rafters and he says, "Up your horns, not me, butthorn." This is that movie. He actually says butthorn, butthorn, a few times. Yeah, few times. It's because it works. Why not say? <laughs> They're on a mission to recover the stolen mega weapon of the U.S. military called the Thunder Blast, which is a tank with three cannons on it. <laughs> That's pretty much all it is. Well, that's where the butthorn comes in because I don't know what the butthorn is. <laughs> Scott can't explain the butthorn. Oh, wow. uh, well, you know, like, what, what have we done with you in, in past time? We did a lifeguard? Yeah, lifeguard, lifeguard was where I just said, I just want to do lifeguard, and we did it. And yeah. it, after it was over, I regretted it a little bit. Really? Because it, it wasn't well, as much fun as I remembered it. You know, like, I went into it thinking... It was pretty fun. It had some, it had some good stuff in there, for it sure. It statutory rape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's always... That's, that's how those, those bring-your-own-pancakes are. Some of them are real fun, and then you might hit a little low on the next one. Well, you guys also do a smart thing that, like, when I do it out in Cine, at Cine Family in L.A., we just play the whole movie regardless, and a lot of times it's two hours, two hours plus. Yeah. And and then it gets a little bit like it's kind of hard to, you know, keep it going through the whole movie. <laughs> but I also mostly do it with sort of recent right. hits or failures, like in the case of, like, you know, like a battleship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But... It also makes a movie like that, that's like a, for me, is a great environment in which to watch it if you had any curiosity about it. Like John yeah. Carter was a good one. Right. Because everybody kind of wanted to see it. Yeah. And on the big screen, but then with people saying things during the slow parts, yeah. of which there are many, it really uh, it makes for a great experience. Yeah. But I think the best ones to do are the ones where, I, I'm sure you guys prefer movies to be pretty shitty. No, actually, it, it depends. I think really we just want something that is recognizable. Yeah, Let's put it that way. It's like old favorites were great yeah. because people know the movie well enough that they want to see it, and then they want to see it teased like it's a roast of one of their best friends. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You like, make fun of your brother at the table. You know. Yeah. And, like, and stuff from the '80s are great because yeah. they have no irony. Like there's no <laughs> awareness in Karate Kid. There would like like it's just isn't the footloose. There's no irony involved, and that's mm-hmm. just sweet and kind of fun to destroy. Yeah, we did uh, when I did it with you guys one time. The audience picked Skyscraper. Starring, oh man, that one was starring Anna Nicole Smith, and that is just that was brilliant. The scene where she's in the shower with those gigantic boobs of hers was God. crazy. It's like she's wearing pumpkins on a string around her neck. <laughs> <laughs> she really did look like she had a tumor problem because it, it wasn't just her breasts. It was like other parts were bulging. <laughs> yeah, she was just, just a large woman in general at that time. Yeah, a large, man. drugged up rhinoceros. She looked like two kids in a trench coat trying to sneak into a dirty movie. <laughs> Yeah, so there was that one, and um, but then you you did a thing last year uh, over Thanksgiving that I just attended that I enjoyed a great deal called uh, Hanksgiving, yeah. where you show clips from Tom Hanks movies, and not you know a lot of the beloved ones. There are clips from Big and Green Mile, and Sha- yeah. uh, I said Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> <laughs> he was great, man. Small part of the rich man's number two. Mile. <laughs> he was great. <laughs> Just from the neck down, so you don't know. Yeah. Apollo thirteen. Yeah, yeah. That was like, John Erler's idea. John, you know, John was like, "This would be super fun to do," and uh, I, I think he, he was born out of the pun of Hanksgiving. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it really works because, uh, as much as I love Tom Hanks, uh, you know, in retrospect, it's a lot of goofy shit that he's in there. Yeah, you know. It's, 
a lot of so weird good. stuff happens in these movies. The fact yeah. that you guys illuminated the 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 point that uh, that Tom Hanks has peed on Pee, camera yeah, four times. Like, if you ask the average person, how many times do you think you've seen Tom Hanks pee in a movie? <laughs> They'd say maybe once or twice. I think, remember, a league, of, a league of Their Own is pretty much a pretty massive yeah. peeing scene. Yeah. But then, you know, one person argued with me that he doesn't pee in Apollo 13. And I'm like, yes, he does. He puts it in a tube, and we see it yeah. shot out into space. The constellation you're on. <laughs> <laughs> so so anyway. Two? I'm trying to think about it. Uh... In Green Mile, he has a, a physical Passes. ailment. Oh, he has painful peeing. Like he scene. Passes a golf stone or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Big is a big pee scene, but it got cut. It's in the, you have to watch the director's cut. But, wow. I think he gets peed on in, in uh, Money Pit. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. He does the fountain pee on The fountain pee on a it. joke. I'm like, yeah, he does. I was, kind of. <laughs> I thought you were making a joke. Yeah. Well, I thought it was like, yeah, it's a uh, some sort of a weird porn called the Money Pit. Oh, it yeah. sounds like yeah, it does. Mm. But I could I could talk forever about interrupting movies because it's like it's something only a few of us do, and uh, and it's you know the the uh, just the all the different variables of what makes a, a movie good for interrupting and what doesn't. Yeah. Have you guys done Fast Five? No, no. that's a blast. Because that's a Kind of a good it's movie. got some great stunts, yeah. but the plot is ridiculous. That's true. All right, we're here. We flew all the way to Rio. What's what did you? Why are we here? And then he, he tells him the plan. We're gonna rob a bunch of banks. Oh no, I'm not gonna do that. And he turns and starts walking away. Like a guy flew all the way down there. On, on the, I've got something I want to talk to you about. I thought it was gonna be Amway. I have another group waiting in Portugal. I'll give them there. Well, he's gonna make a vacation out of it. You know. He brought his wife and kids. They're gonna go see the sights. And they're the good guys. Yeah. But when they're dragging that safe, that safe smashes into cop cars in a way that is murdering police officers. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just a fun, I hope the bad guys get away movie, you know? And uh, there's like a million examples of, and also just the way where the, the scene where they ride the car off the cliff. Yeah. Dom and uh, Paul Walker, and they, uh, they, you know, they just the way you survive that is to just jump out of the car as it's plummeting, and you can just dive into the water. And they do that, and then when they come up for air, they they start arguing immediately. Like it's not like, can you believe what we just survived? <laughs> no, it's it's immediately like I told you we shouldn't have come down here, but you said like they started floating and arguing. But anyway, uh, there's lots of movies that are fun to do, and everyone. Once in a while, there's one that's, you know, maybe turns out to be a mistake. And yeah. hopefully tomorrow night when we do uh, Fantastic Four, Rise of the Silver Surfer, yeah. uh, that'll that'll fit the bill. But that is a smart thing you guys do with the uh, removing 20, 20, 20 minutes, 30 minutes. Yeah, we watch an hour of it, and then we break for a skit, and then we come back and watch the last 30 minutes. Yeah, we just make sure. It's, so like it's always an hour and a half. Yeah. yeah, and you guys always have a crazy skit that involves, like, water balloons or <laughs> nudity or <laughs> both. skyscraper involves <laughs> water balloons and nudity. When Owen's there, yeah. usually it's in a huge mess. I'm, I'm clumsy. I don't know why. No, it's not that. For some reason, and, and let's put it this way, the mess we're planning for tomorrow night is my idea, but somehow right you're now. inspiring me to make it. <laughs> okay, so let me be clear that I don't want to be in the sketch tomorrow. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> legal now. Yeah, you I'll can. just be watching from the audience. Is there going to be a splash zone? Should I sit farther back? No, you'll be okay. Uh, 
Yeah, feel free to make comments. How's the front row at the village? Is it too close to the screen? No, it's perfect. Uh, it's yeah. just, uh, they've removed... So they, they redesigned it, so they took out the, like, the front, like, edge seats yeah. on the far corners... And what's left is these like five or six seats right in the middle of the front row that are perfect for what we do. Yeah, yeah. Alan's been pretty good about like let's make the, every theater really good and not have any crappy seats. Like if there's a crappy seat, just get it out of there. That's smart. That's smart. Yeah. At Cine Family, we have the front two rows are couches, so we get so couches. we get to kick back in couches with our microphones, and and so it's just. It's as much fun for me and my friends that are interrupting a movie as it is for the audience, and, and, and sometimes maybe even more so for us. Yeah. Uh, back to my podcast from the corrections department, or should I say the overlook department. Um, Adam Scott was on the last episode of the show that we taped at uh, UCB in LA, and he was there to promote uh, the movie Bachelorette. And neither one of us mentioned it the entire show. So. <laughs> <laughs> we were too excited about Leonard Maltin being there, I guess. But Or maybe, you know, we didn't want to find out what Leonard Maltin thought of it. Because it doesn't seem like his cup of tea, a, you know, a, bunch, a bachelorette party where they were doing cocaine and stuff. But anyway, bachelorette is in theaters and video on demand uh, right now. And I wanted to talk a little bit about Fantastic Fest. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Because you guys... Um, have, are probably pretty familiar with it uh, ha- living here. It's uh, 12th year? Yeah. Oh, uh, no, I don't know if it's that far back. It's like eight, seven or no, seven, seven or eight? Or six, seven, six, eight, seven, eight, eight years. It's eight years. years. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I got confused just because it is 2012 right now, if, if I'm not mistaken. You're and right. I, <laughs> and uh, I want to say, and you guys can chime in with any of your thoughts you have, because uh, this is my first Fantastic Fest, and I'd like to say the things that I've learned. So far, Fantastic Fest, my first one. I learned that the director of Dread 3D was basically forced to make it in 3D because of financial, you know, money, hmm. money recoupment concerns. Yeah. And uh, I think that they sh- their response should have been, you can't spell Dread without 3Ds. <laughs> um, so it has to be in 3D. Uh, I learned that... Uh, <laughs> That the dogs were well behaved when they allowed uh, Fantastic Fest does some pretty weird shit. Yeah. And this year, uh, for the premiere of Frankenweenie, they had the premiere on several screens, and one screen was dedicated to uh, every audience member could bring their dog if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. So 60 dogs or so watched Frankenweenie, and I'm told by Tim Burton during the Q&A after that uh, not only did those dogs enjoy the movie, but he says that he hears from people all the time that dogs enjoy his films. <laughs> French people, yeah. So, and I'm just assuming that's mostly because dogs are more individuals than story. Because <laughs> they can't understand what Johnny Depp is saying anyway. Uh, at the same Q&A, I learned that 84-year-old Leonard, uh, Martin Landau, I almost called him Leonard Malton, Martin Landau uh, can still pull off a good pratfall when oh. he accidentally and horrifically, horrifically. fell off while trying to step onto the stage, he fell back, he reached out for help, and the only person there was the child that was the voice of the kid in Frank and Weenie. Oh, and, no. and he fell. Yeah, it did a look little bit, a little bit. It looked like the kid didn't try to pull him at all. And yeah, and he fell back, and it was uh, it was very violent and scary. And, uh, and then um, 
but he popped up pretty quickly and said, great entrance or something like that. And, uh, but people were watching it. It was simulcast in all the other theaters. So the, do- the dogs saw that in another theater. The dogs. <laughs> the dogs were worried about Martin Landau. Martin Crash Landauing. Yeah, it was. Oh. <laughs> sorry. I'm so sorry. I'll tell you what, that kid's never going to work in a business again. <laughs> I just feel bad for Martin Landau because what was it now, 13 years ago that Space 1999 got canceled? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I forgot. It was longer ago than that. It was, that was supposed to be the future back when they did yeah. it. I learned that the 3D glasses uh, provided by the folks at Real 3D are not as uncomfortable as some that I've experienced uh, but I still don't think that 3D is worth the effort. Mm. Well, they won't be using that in a commercial anytime soon. I know, <laughs> I know. part of it. Um, I, I uh, learned at Fantastic Fest that uh, the festival is so cool that uh, they let me and audience members smoke uh, something in the theater <laughs> during the premiere of The Greatest Movie Ever Rolled. So that was exciting, and will ha- and I guess is going to be allowed to happen again when they show that movie again on uh, Thursday afternoon. Cool. Uh, yeah, Attention I look. APD. I probably maybe I shouldn't have mentioned yeah. it on the podcast. <laughs> I, I, I tobacco. I learned while watching taped that if you inadvertently videotape a police officer officer committing murder in a foreign country uh, where you don't speak the language, that you are fucked. They should have called the movie Fucked instead of Taped. <laughs> I didn't see that one. Have you guys seen anything at this? I know that, you know, as a local, you don't necessarily... I was going to. I was like, I planned all this thing, and then this work stuff came up, and I, I actually have seen very little. I've seen some stuff, but not nearly enough. What did you see? I saw Frank and Weenie. Right. And I saw Landau Fall Down. Mm-hmm. And I saw some of the events. That's going to be a short next year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Landau Fall Down. Landau Fall Down. Chris Longberg is directing it, I think. And writing it, he claims. Uh, uh, that's it. Then they have to change it to Stumblecore. It's the And Joe, you haven't seen anything. I haven't. I, I've, it's been a surprisingly busy, like, Week in my life, I, I guess, in the last like several weeks. You, really you didn't busy. even get a batch of shit, right? You didn't want to. No, I didn't. I, but that's. I think that's more just me. I, festivals yeah, kind yeah. of intimidating. That's what I meant. I, yeah, I, festivals. I find really it's intimidating. Well, it's just there's so much to do and the crowds and the. It's just. Joe's. It's kind of a. He's like, can't I just sit in the front row, not wait in line, sit in the front row and hold a microphone <laughs> during the movie? Can't I just do that? <laughs> I. But the thing is, like, uh, as much as I complain and, and avoid it, every time I go to any sort of festival or anything like that, I have a great time. Yeah. So I think I just need to get over myself and go do it some year. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been... This is, it really is the best... It's the best festival I've ever gone to. Like, fantastic festival. It's the festival? It's the festival. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I got a badge for performing at uh, South By this year. And um, I went to a bunch of comedy stuff. In fact, I saw you at uh, Esther's Follies that oh, year. Oh, nice. And uh, I, it was great, man. I saw all yeah. the comedy. I saw all of it. Um, and it was fantastic. No films, huh? Yeah. I go see films during the second weekend of South By when the bands are kicking in. That's when I go see a lot of movies because mm-hmm. the badge is still good for movies yeah. and uh, and they're a slightly you know, lighter attendance. You can actually get into some stuff. 
But I've been having a blast here at, uh, at Fantastic Fest. And I just one more thing I want to mention. Uh, I learned that hosting the Fantastic Debates is an extremely difficult job. But Owen, you pulled it off. Oh, you, I think most people there were grateful that you were the host. <laughs> because for the listeners, uh, the Fantastic Debates, uh, Tim Leake, the, the man co-founder of Alamo Drafthouse, yeah. and he probably also co-founded Fantastic yeah. Fest. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but basically the top guy uh, likes to have people go into a boxing ring and debate, debate some sort of topic that has something to do with movies right. and then beat the shit out of each other in an actual boxing match. Right. And in the past, Dominic Monaghan and Elijah Wood fought each other. Yeah. That was supposedly pretty awesome. Pretty cool, yeah. And then, but this time, it, it sort of went off the rails a little bit. Because <laughs> Tim Lee was supposed to fight the auteur behind the movie Miami Connection, Miami Connection which is yeah. an old... It's like a 1980 crazy movie that self-made by this guy, this yes, Taekwondo grandmaster, YK Kim. And acquired by Drafthouse Films. Is that true? They acquired yeah. it now? Oh, they have. Okay. Yeah. So, so now it's going to pop up in places, I, I assume, all over the place. Yeah. As a, as a fun movie to watch because, because it is a product of the 80s. Yeah, it's just like and there's probably there. quite a language barrier as well. Like yes. the, the dialogue is probably very silly. Yeah, I yes, <laughs> and the music by Dragon Sound is pretty. It's it's kind of spectacular in its own way. Like Dragon Sound is like everything from the '80s just slammed into like a, a shot. Yeah, and the band played the other night. Yeah, they did. over at the Highball, and uh, but you had to host the the fights, and in the, in the case of that fight between Tim and that guy. That guy didn't really want to fight because he's an older gentleman. Yeah. And Tim Leake really wanted to punch him. Y yes. Uh, Tim Leake actually, in fair enough, Tim Leake wanted to be punched. He, you know, he, he wants to fight. Yeah, he wants to fight. He's been training he now. He's a real fight. He's been doing it now for like a number of years. And every year, like, I think the first year, he's like, um, kind of a little drunk. He's like, oh, shit, I got hit a lot. So he's like, he's been taking a few boxing lessons <laughs> outside of, you know, buying movies and running a theater and festival. Um, and so, yeah, you know, he, he fought Michelle Rodriguez a couple of years ago, and and even with her, she's like, oh yeah, this is kind of fun. And then like he got in there, yeah, it's like, no oh, girl, shit, no girl fight. Yeah, she she got real fun. <laughs> no girl, fight. this is the real shit. <laughs> so yeah, that was, like that was weird. I think Tim might be Tyler Durden. <laughs> <laughs> he might. He just wants to like yeah. He accidentally right? started a cinema club. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, how can I get fighting into this? Oh, there's a boxing ring next door. Perfect. Yeah, that is perfect. But I guess this whole facility is going to be rearranged and changed and the boxing ring's going to be gone. Yeah, almost everything around is going to be gone. But so the, the whole festival will have a whole new look next year. Yeah. they're going to go ahead with it and do it again next year, same time of year, right? Yes, yeah. Fantastic Fest number eight or nine or something. Be nine. But you got off some really good lines through throughout the the, the whole evening of oh, of uh, a bunch of people crammed into a room watching uh, fake boxing. Hey, there was some real boxing. There really was. People. Some Joe Swamber beat the shit out of Devin. Devin Faraci, and then the, the the girls whose names I don't know, but Saska sisters. The Saska sisters really went after each other. They really did. Like people were. Hit in the face, down to the mat. They were not fighting. wearing headgear. They were hitting each other, and they were wearing thongs while doing it. It was really anything and everything you could ask. I think if you go to fantasticfest.com, there's footage of it. I think so. Yeah, so check that out. 
And just a sidebar, last night I was watching the uh, Emmys, and there was an ad for Frankenweenie, and the critic quote that they use in the ad for Frankenweenie is, Tim Burton's freshest work in years. <laughs> like, isn't that a serious burn on Tim Burton? Yes, to be like, To be like, oh, now he's made something good that you should come see. Yeah, like, I mean, Dark Shadows was, what, six months ago? It's not like... Yeah, that seems rude to me, <laughs> to say that. I mean, freshest, I guess, is it doesn't really, isn't terribly descriptive, but... Uh, yeah, that was... That was bizarre. It's like saying, don't worry, it doesn't suck like you think it will. <laughs> yeah. And it, it is, it's, oh, I like it's it. very cute. Yeah, yeah. It's very cute, and again, I, you know, I was tolerated the 3D glasses for it. Yeah. The 3D's pretty good on that one, actually. It's, yeah, like, but it's like all of them, it's just like, uh, you know, how much depth do you really need in, in mm-hmm. a movie? Right. And movies are already pretty cool looking. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. You know, so... That's just me, though. I, I, you know, out at the ArcLight in Los Angeles, whenever you go to a 3D movie there, it's these heavy, like, you know, it's like wearing a helmet. Uh, and it just it just weighs on me and makes me sad. <laughs> My kids won't see 3D movies. They're like, oh, well, I don't, I'm not going to see Frank and Winnie. Your kids are great. Yeah. They, they listen to your podcast. That's tr- why. Your kids are true humanitarians. They are. Does anyone hunger for games? I do. Yes. Let's play. <laughs> Scott's like, yes. You just explained how to play to me a few minutes ago, but I think I hunger for it. Uh, I think I, I think you'll be able to pick it up, and you you certainly have some uh, some movie knowledge, considering you would not be a, a master pancaker. You'd be surprised. Yeah, <laughs> Is there a reasonable explanation from where the name uh, Master Pancake came from? Not a really. No. It came out of it's a It's just one of those things that after a while you can't even explain it anymore. Yeah, it, quit, came, quit it was a name everybody hated equally. Yeah, we, we threw it out as a joke <laughs> at one point for, and it was like, why not? <laughs> yeah, let's call it that thing we all hate. Yeah. I mean, it's got an alright ring to it, I guess. Yeah, mm-hmm. it works. Yeah. People just call it Pancake, too, after a while. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You guys want to go pancake in the night? I got my cake on. How about you? Pea cake. I was really down with it. Oh, no. <laughs> Tomcat loves pea cake. <laughs> I mean, before the divorce. Now, yeah. Yeah, or after. Um, so let's just play a, a game of uh, Leonard Malton, see how you guys Woo! do. Yeah. I've got to fire it up here on my phone. It's pity John Earler isn't here. He'd yeah. love to be playing this. Yeah. John Erler is is is, uh, is is usually like he's he's done every show. He's actually he's in Italy right now. And yeah, because he won on Jeopardy. He's yeah. a Jeopardy champion. Oh, so he had that was his prize. They made him go there. Because you have to pay the taxes on it when you win shit like they that. They do, but they have enough they, money. Yeah, it's still a great out. deal. Yeah, yeah, they take out the taxes before they give you the check. Apparently, he was telling me. But anyway, yeah, he's using his winnings. He's going on a vacation. His first one. Are he be here? I'll have to try to get him on against uh, Ken Jennings. Oh yeah, because Ken Jennings did the show recently. Oh yeah, really? Turns, turns out no one could beat him. Surprisingly, you should have and, a uh, whole and, and, uh, Well, or uh, <laughs> I was gonna say, or uh, we can get John Hamm in there because he's great at it. <laughs> but, <laughs> Uh, but we'll have to we'll have to wait and see about that because uh, getting John Hamm to appear at all is uh, 
Herculean task, and I've I've pulled it off a few times. But I feel like he's on every podcast. Yeah, he's busy. He's either making a most major motion picture or a TV series or appearing on someone else's podcast. So, <laughs> so it's hard for me to get him. But uh, but he's a great guy, and he's very uh, very cooperative. Once you get him in the room, and he's good at he's really good at the games. Man, you know my big weakness is. Years that things came out. Oh, me too. That's my. That's why I run the game, and not play it. Because, Man. I, you know, I'll be like, I know. Be like, the year is 1985, and I'll be like, sounds like Titanic. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I, I really did get Titanic wrong by like a whole decade. Like, yeah, I've done that too. Okay. I'm, I'm terrible at that, but I, I, I can tell you, ten or twelve people that are in Titanic. Uh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so everybody remembers different things. But uh, let's let's go ahead and just uh, for the heck of it, let's let Scott pick the first uh, category yeah. since, since he's the most unfamiliar with the game. Okay. I'll give you three choices. Uh, celebrating a birthday today is the late great Phil Hartman. Oh. So the films that had Phil Hartman in them, or uh, in tribute of the fantastic debates. Here at Fantastic Fest, uh, movies that either have a debate or boxing in them. Wow! I couldn't think of any that have both. <laughs> uh, and then also uh, another thing that they do here every year at Fantastic Fest is called the Fantastic Feud, and that's a big trivia competition. Competition that uh, Scott Weinberg, uh, he's like in charge of that, yeah. right? Uh, so, in honor of that, the category is Fantastic Feud, and that's movies that featured fanta- uh, Family Feud host Richard Dawson. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, the films of Richard Dawson, a movie that has a debate or boxing in it, or Phil Hartman. Let's go for that broad middle one there. Uh, the, the, debate, debate, debate or boxing. Oh, All right, this movie has boxing or debate in it. And it is from, I, sometimes I even read the year wrong, it's from mm-hmm. 1983. And I'll give you a few clues about this movie. Scott Leonard, it's from Leonard Maltin's review, he says that this uh, numerous problems plagued production of this predictable movie. And he also says that it was shot in 1981, so we know it was released in 83, so it shat on on itself. (laughs) It shat on itself for two years. (laughs) Sounds like me in grad school. Yeah, and uh, two stars from from Leonard for this movie. Yeah, so he was not, not that into it. And he lists eight names. So, Scott... How many names do you think you can get? Uh, from the bottom, okay. Five names. Okay. Wow. That's a wise opening bid. And now we'll go to Joe. Parsons. Man, uh, okay, so... You can either tell him to name it. Yeah. Or go go a little bit Which lower. Is seem, five seems like a bold opening bid for that one. It seems, uh, and I'm gonna, it's classic debating movies. It's easy, I guess. I'm, I'm going to call them on it. Scott made that movie. Okay, you get five names. Okay, I get to pick from? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at 
that's the part I forgot to mention when I was teaching you how to play the game. I will name all five names out loud, and then you have to try to guess. These are five people who were in the movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Starting from the bottom. Starting from yeah. the bottom. So you're missing the top three. Okay. Yeah, but one of these names might give it away for you, and you might be like, oh, that's right, that person was in a debate and or boxing movie. <laughs> the 1983 was so predictable, but had that 81 look. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, was kind of dated. I wasn't wearing anything like that two years ago. Is there a newspaper stand in it? <laughs> it's clearly prior to those uh, Winter Olympics. <laughs> okay, your five names. And again, I'll tell you that it's from 1983 and it had numerous problems with plague production and it's predictable and uh, was shot two years prior. The clues are kind of designed to not help. And your five names are Fran Ryan, Wilford Brimley. Yeah, so it might be Oatmeal the Movie. <laughs> Bruce McGill, Warren Oates, and the great Pam Greer was in this movie that featured boxing or debating. And there might even have been some arguments about boxing in it. So you could argue it had debating and boxing. And like, you shouldn't fight anymore. Oh, I gotta fight one more fight. That's a debate. That's a debate. Yeah, a debate. These are movies people have heard of, right? <laughs> well, it gets sometimes it gets a little on the obscure side. I okay. you know, I count on you guys to be uh Somewhere you know John Erler would have heard of this movie. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. I think he played a role. So just just guess a movie that has one of those things in it and you might you might luck out. Okay. Cocoon. <laughs> Wilford Brimley was in Cocoon. Yep. I cannot make fun of you for that answer. <laughs> yeah, you can. <laughs> that boxing scene in Cocoon was pretty amazing. They might have debated it. You, know. you shouldn't be growing old. <laughs> <laughs> These cocoons gotta go. I'm Steve Gutenberg. No, keep the cocoons. You should still keep coordinating the pool. Resolved. Cocoons should stay in the pool. Uh, well, so you give up? Oh, I get to keep name? Huh? Oh, you. Oh, I'm sorry. You said cocoon. That's wrong. <laughs> That's incorrect. That's incorrect. So Joe gets the point. And uh, now you see how it works. If you okay. if you force someone else to name it, that usually puts them in a tough spot. And oh, speaking of tough, the movie is called Tough Enough, and and it stars Dennis Quaid, Carlene Watkins, and Stan Shaw. Wow, they were hit the top. Huh? Yeah, man, I never would have got. But Dennis Quaid is a boxer. You remember it though? Now I've got on Blu-ray. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. That's what happens. The guy that knows the most about it wasn't wasn't involved in that in that round. So we'll. Uh, but Owen does get to start this time, oh, nice. and uh, since Joe challenged. Scott, Joe will be going second. So we start with Owen and move this way. Okay. The order switches each time just to uh, just to change it up so it's not um, the same thing happening twice in a row. Oh, yeah. We don't want that to happen. No, no. We don't want that to happen to Scott again. Yes. I've been playing a row. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, you, you got the point. Well, no, I mean as far as the order. Been he cheap. plays at home alone. It always ends up like... Someone always ends up challenging the one person who, like, you know, clearly right. doesn't know it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody gangs up on that person. Yeah. That, that that can still happen. That's new to Scott. That's still going to happen to you, Scott. <laughs> but Owen gets to pick a category between 
in honor of Frankenweenie, mm -hmm. Tim Burton movies that have a dog in them. Oh. oh. Probably all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Off the top of my head, I can't think of one that doesn't. Um, and then uh, someone named At Schnelljit, S-C-H-N-E-L-J-T, very clever screen name on Twitter, uh, suggested Malmy Maybe, and that's movies where uh, there's a bear. <laughs> or, or, more, or more, one or more bears. uses a phone. That'd be Malmy Maybe. And then at Scary Mask, which is a great Twitter handle, at Scary Mask, suggested uh, Nicholas Page, which is Nicholas Cage movies based on comic books. Oh, oh, wow. Immediately that's, narrows it down to three or four, I yeah, believe. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, which one of those would you I'm like gonna, to play, I'm Owen? I'm going to go with the Frank and Weenie. I'm going to go with Tim Burton films with dogs. Man. That have a dog in them. Yeah. Of course, it's going to be like reading the cast. It'll be the same cast for every movie. Oh, that's does. a good point. Possibly. Hmm. We'll see. And then this is also another aspect of the game, Scott. If everybody lights up like they all know what the movie is... Then that's when the negative name things comes in oh, yeah. comes okay. into serious play because then everyone knows what it is. It's obvious, but now we, you gotta right. figure out who the cast was yeah, and yeah. what order they appear. You know, they got billing in. The year is 1985. Two and a half stars from Leonard. He says about the movie that it has some real laughs, real laughs. Mm. Uh, but then he says, not enough to sustain a feature-length film. So again, the clues aren't very helpful because he could say that about most Tim Burton movies. <laughs> and he lists ten names. How many names do you think you can get it in? Owen? Owen underscore Edgerton on Twitter. I'm going to say I can name it Zero names. See, that's this is what happens. Yeah, and I'm gonna say negative one. So, <laughs> and I think that's the only. <laughs> Can you go further than that? Uh, they really are ganging up on you, uh, I'm Scott. I'm gonna out the name. No, that's not. That's not how it's done. <laughs> Uh, so now you have to, if you can think of who the top two people were in this movie. I think I know the movie, but I don't, I don't think I know the people. So, so you, so you have to put it on. Have to call one of their bluffs. Put it on. It's Joe. Yeah, you have to, bluff. you have to call Joe's bluff and say, "Name that movie, That's Joe." Right. Just name try. that movie, Joe. Okay. So you got to name the movie. The movie is Pee Wee's Big Adventure. And who's the top build person? And man, I wonder how they've listed him, but I'm going to go ahead and say Paul Rubens. <laughs> you think there's other possibilities? <laughs> it could be Pee Wee Herman. Like, even oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. That is a very good point. But, uh, you know, Leonard is very, you know, he knows who Pee Wee Herman is, or he knows who played him. <laughs> and uh, so both of, those, both of those are correct. Yay! And, you're, and because you're the first person to two points, you win the game. Yes! <laughs> It's over already. Yes. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, oh, no. it's awesome. <laughs> this is why you brought me here, Joe. I said negative one. We brought you to this weird office that's going to be torn down soon. <laughs> so who's the who's the second build person in that movie? I'm, I'm curious. Well, what character is in it the most after Pee Wee? Maybe Dottie? Dottie would be, yeah. yeah who I mean, played her? Uh, the girl from Powerpuff Girls. 
That's what, and and uh, she was also in. God, I don't know her name though. Um, she was. Uh, she was in that great scene in uh, Fandango where they're shooting the fireworks off in the cemetery. She's like one of those crazy girls that Kevin Costner and Judd Nelson run into and have that fireworks yeah, fight yeah. in the cemetery. She's, um, in, uh, she's in Valley Girl. Mm-hmm. You know, she's, right. Yeah, and she's in uh, like either Better Off Dead or... And she had a band. I mean, she's, she yeah, sings. she's a musician. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's cute. Mm-hmm. And her name is Elizabeth Daly. That's her... Yeah. Then Mark Holton, which is the fat bully kid. Okay. And then Diane Salinger, who was uh, what was her name? Mark. No, no, no. Uh, Simone. Simone. Oh, Simone. Simone. Yeah. I always get it confused oh, with. Yeah, I always get her name confused with. I want to call her Camille because on his first HBO special, he kept making fun of a woman named Camille yeah. in the audience. They uh, used that same voice where he'd go, Camille, Camille. <laughs> and then the movie came out and it was Simone. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then the names get crazy. Like uh, Elvira was in it, and James Brolin, and yeah. Morgan Fairchild, and, right. and but the, Fairchild. but if we'd have gone, if somebody had said two names and only gotten the bottom two names, they would have been Phil Hartman yeah. and Jan Hooks, Ooh. and that those would have been great clues because yeah. Jan Hooks is the tour guide at the Alamo. Right. Oh, that's right. That would have been good. And you guys do live in Texas. Yes, there is. By yeah. the way. Yeah. Thanks. I came all this way to point that out to you guys. <laughs> Step into my office. I want to tell you guys what state you're in. <laughs> but yeah, so that's how the game works. Yeah, I, I, we just that was we lost. I know. Man. Oh, I didn't really get the play. It's, it's over before it starts. Sometimes. Man, I experienced a lot. Life. Life. That, uh, it's a big feel, moment for you. Good. Yeah, it's a big moment good. for Joe. Yeah, because you also, by doing that, by going negative names and getting it correctly and, uh, and winning the game, that qualifies you for the next Tournament of Championships. Whoa! Oh my god! This is the best name Joe's life! So now the guy that doesn't have time to go see a movie is going to have to go on a plane and go out to L.A. to talk about movies. All right, well, the, you're, you're on the His hook for that. The only stipulation is that I come. <laughs> Or, or you could end up, uh, you know, playing sometime when I record an episode here, because I, you know, I do them out on the road sometimes oh, yeah. with, with an audience, like uh, this Wednesday, for instance. And I should tell the listeners, in case this plops in time for them to hear it, that if you live in Austin and you're intimidated by Fantastic Fest people and all their badges and whatnot, the highball is free to get into Wednesday afternoon. We'll start 4.20ish. But if you get there early, all the people with badges are going to be watching movies. Uh, they're not going to get there early because mm. they have badges. So you can get into the highball and you know just spend the afternoon getting drunk and getting ready for uh, a live uh, Doug Loves Movies. And uh, do you guys have anything coming up that you want to plug? Sure. Master Pancake has a Twitter. It's at Master Pancake. That's right. Uh, we are doing uh, Forrest Gump uh, this month. Uh, we'll be doing Forrest Gump uh, this weekend and next weekend. After that, we will be doing... Uh, so what, uh, you're into October? Uh, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yes. This is October. Or as I like to call it, Gumptober. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Doesn't really work. You're starting out in Gumptember. <laughs> and moving into Gumptober. Uh, yeah, and then next month we'll be doing Halloween and Night of the Living Dead. One of my favorite movies, Night of the Living Dead. Those are great ones to do. Yeah, I refuse to do Halloween because I like it too much, the movie. But there's so much 
So much material. So much. Yeah. There's very little dialogue in that movie. Yes. So there's plenty of opportunity to uh, yeah. throw in your things. It'll get a little tricky because it's kind of the same throughout in terms of the location and and it's really dark the whole time. Yeah, it is really. It's a yeah. really dark movie. But there's a lot of good stuff to be said during that. Yeah, and, and that's... Consider it, that Michael Myers doesn't have a voice of his own. Uh, all the opportunities. Oh my God! You guys are going to say what he's saying when he's stabbing people. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Uh, Joe also, for a large part of the film, voices the oh, the, <laughs> the jack o' lanterns in, in the background. Oh, that's fun. So there's sort of a jack o' lantern who's there witnessing almost everything that happens. I like that. He's like an MC of the movie. <laughs> he just appears from time to time. Everybody have a good time. Yes. Okay. Enjoy a bon bon. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, that's fun. Um, I love and, it. I should say that uh, my sketch group, Stag Comedy, will be performing in Seattle and Portland uh, on October 5th, no, 4th, 5th, and 6th. You guys uh, love Seattle and Portland. It's great. You took the Twilight movie there. That's true. Uh, that's true. Back. And this is a different group that I'm in, but uh, we will also be going back. We actually were just here. This is a different yeah. group. It's really actually inappropriate. For you to be plugging that right now. I think, right? No, you can yeah. plug, you, you can <laughs> plug your individual <laughs> shit. Oh, and I can't, I can't recommend it. I can't, I can't speak to the quality of your sketch crew. How many people are in it? Uh, there's uh, six of us. At least one-sixth of this group is funny. I can, <laughs> I can tell you that. It might be... Uh, not me. You, yes. Was another name you considered Joe and the Deadweights? <laughs> <laughs> And Scott, do you have anything personal you want to plug? Uh, we just got Gump going the next two weekends, and I'll be playing with Jean-Pierre and the Zydeco Angels at Hardtails this Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> I can't vouch for that either. Wait, I get yours. Uh, I don't get you. Don't you no, won? I don't get one. You're the big winner, so you don't get you don't get to do it. All right, so uh, thanks to you guys for uh, for doing this. I appreciate it. And uh, I'll be at the Ann Arbor Comedy Showcase on Saturday, October 6th at 420. Arlington Draft House in Virginia on uh, October 7th, Arlington, Virginia. Um, uh, Douglas Movies at the Gramercy in New York City on Monday, October 8th. I've already lined up some amazing guests for that. I know the last one was amazing, and I have to talk myself, so I'm trying to do that. Schedules permitting. Minneapolis at Acme on October 20th at 420. Zanies in Rosemont, Illinois on Sunday, October 21st. And Phoenix, Phoenix, Stand Up Live on Saturday, October 27th, also at 420. I do a lot of shows at 420. I noticed that. Thank you, Master Pancake. And as always, Bart Duarte is a shithead. And Judas Iscariot is a shithead. <laughs> Prowess makes him cocky There's no room in his heart for you Cause duh